Unlike the East Coast beaches or the air anywhere in America, I'm Crystal Clear, host of the show, host of, I don't know, E.T. Nanoborgs. I've got morgues. In fact, I've got more morgulons. And I don't usually report the weather, but Atlanta is covered up in snow. Do you ever feel like we are the Sometimes I feel like that. That Morgulons is a really fucked up experiment. How many of you out there who have Morgulons disease have seen things that made you wonder, is that thing aware? Yeah, that thing right there that just came out of thin air. When your camera's like going all out of focus and stuff, if you try to take a picture of one of these things, do you ever just get the sense that these are more than just dumb bugs or biofilms that they're actually some kind of alien intelligence? All I have to say on that is that if I am the butt of some big cosmic joke, then I'm going to laugh because it's going to take more. To take my light, I'm going to fight this germ, this space worm. You can't turn my day tonight. Not today. No way. But get out of my face. Go back to outer space. Thank you. Play it. Play, play, play with me. Come along, let me sing you a song. Music is the sound of victory. And I haven't said it in a while, but now that I'm back to work, let me just remind you, Monday is the best day of the week. Because the week is brand new and can be anything we decide today. Thanks for listening and stay tuned. mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Story time. The meth user. She'd always been a curious and adventurous woman exploring different experiences and sensations. She liked her life, her job, and her friends. She had a supportive family, a stable relationship, and a healthy lifestyle. She was also a recreational methamphetamine user, or what she thought was methamphetamine. She bought it from a friend who got it from a dealer who claimed it was pure and safe. But she'd been doing it for a long time now, and no problems. Then, about a year ago, things started to change for her. She noticed that she became more anxious and paranoid, nervous and suspicious. She became more compulsive. She heard noises that made her jump or saw shadows. She felt depressed or apathetic most of the time, and increasingly, nothing appealed to her appetite. She lost energy and motivation. She developed muscle cramps and headaches, chronic eye issues. She couldn't sleep, relax, or enjoy. She also noticed she had tremors in her hands, making it hard for her to type or text. She developed a stiff and shuffling gait, tripping and bumping into things. She sometimes had difficulty speaking, mixing up her words and stuttering. She became more irritable and impulsive, snapping at her partner and friends or making rash decisions. She was worried and confused. She went to the doctor hoping for some explanation and relief. She thought she might have 
an allergy, a virus, some other condition that affected her nerves. The first doctor told her she might have ALS. The second doctor told her it was the early stages of Parkinson's disease. And then later he changed his mind and said it was multiple sclerosis. None of this seemed right to her, but the third doctor told her something she had never heard before, and it was right. Manganism. The doctor explained that manganism was a rare condition caused by chronic exposure to manganese, a metal that could be found in some drugs or contaminated water. Manganese could cause neurotoxicity, affecting the brain and the nervous system in ways similar to Parkinson's disease. The doctor asked her about her drug history, her source of supply, her dosage, and frequency. He showed her a test result that revealed high levels of manganese in her blood and urine. He told her that the drug she had been using was not methamphetamine, but methcathinone, a synthetic stimulant that contained manganese as a byproduct of its synthesis. The doctor told her that there was no cure for manganism, only symptomatic treatment. He prescribed some medications to help with the tremors, the stiffness, the anxiety. He suggested some counseling. He warned her that the condition could progress and worsen over time, leading to severe disability and death. She felt shocked and angry. She wondered how she could cope with this situation, how she could stop using the drug, how she could recover from this damage. She wondered if anyone cared about the users and their risks, if anyone knew about the dangers of manganese exposure, if anyone was responsible for this fraud. She wondered if anyone would ever hear her story on more morgue lines, and they just did. Um, she is not a real person. She is a fictional character in a story that Bing, the AI bot that's owned by Microsoft, wrote when I said, can you write a fictional story about a person with manganism? A condition that results from having a chronic exposure to manganese. A trace element that we all need in our bodies, but in too high of quantities is not a good thing. In fact, it sounds kind of like Morglans disease, but without the Morglans. And how did I shimmy down this wormhole? <laughs> well, because I was thinking about the manganese wires found at the bottom of the ocean and possibly of extraterrestrial origin. Crystal has gone off the deep end. Somebody throw her a life jacket. Somebody throw her a straight jacket. I'm good. I have a savior. About a blog post that I saw on Medium from the blog of Dr. Avi Loeb, the Harvard astronomer who is um, recovering the debris of the first interstellar meteor, known interstellar meteor that crashed into our atmosphere in 2014 and then fell into the Pacific Ocean between uh, Papua New Guinea and uh, Australia. Geography. Um, yeah, so I told you guys about the spherules that look exactly like Morgulons. Um Then I happened upon somehow a different post that I had not seen from earlier in their expedition. So let me just share this blog post with you. And I really hope I don't piss off Dr. Loeb because call me Dr. Loeb. Y'all, you, if you guys agree with this craziness that I'm about to lay down for y'all and the spirals thing that I told you about on the first episode of season 11, just listen. This from June 16th, 2023. Diary of an Interstellar Voyage, part eight. June 16th, 2023. He's got a picture and the picture is of a black string. 
you know, like those things that we find in our face every time we look through a dermatoscope into a wound. Yeah, it's a black string. The caption under it says, a non-magnetic curled wire from the magnetic sled after its first run through the Pacific Ocean site of the first interstellar meteor, IM-1. The composition was inferred to be manganese and platinum, but with unusual proportions compared to laboratory electrodes. He goes on. Oh, so he starts out. Okay, so then he says, After our first run through the site of the first recognized interstellar meteor, IM-1, we found plenty of volcanic dust on our magnetic sled, containing tiny particles less than a tenth of a millimeter in size. I was able to remove them from the sled magnets with a painter's brush. So they are dragging this sled, I guess with magnets all over it or something, on the ocean floor to pick up the debris that is scattered along this path that both the U.S. Space Command and he and his team have uh, agreed and come to consensus on that, that this is the strip of the bottom of the ocean where it should be. And But they're also taking samples from control sites on the bottom of the ocean, okay? So at first they thought when they were going through the harvest of the IM-1 site where they believe that this site is, you know, they've calculated the site is, they, they thought at first that this was yielding the same materials as what they had drug up from the control regions away from that site until he says, we noticed a strange curled wire on top of one of the magnets. The most plausible explanation he thinks is that the volcanic magnetic particles that they were sweeping up with this sled along with everything else, that they held it in place like a magnet holding a piece of paper in place on a magnet pad. Because remember, this is a non-magnetic wire. The wire is eight millimeters long and curved twice with a rigid structure. What is it made of? And then below, there's a picture of Dr. Avi Loeb uses tweezers to examine the wire um, in the early morning hours of June 16th, 2023. Dude, you about to get Morgulons put on a hazmat suit. Look at him, he's already got tweezers digging around in some black dust. Does this sound familiar, y'all? Grabbing his morgues, looking at him under a microscope. Dr. Avi Loeb, I'm sorry, sir, but you have the matchbox sign. I hate to inform you of this. It's a terrible thing. So today, Ryan Weed and Jeff Wynn analyzed in detail this unexpected wire and concluded that its composition is anomalous compared to human-made alloys. For the composition analysis, Ryan used the X-ray fluorescence analyzer manufactured by name, dropping name, dropping uh, uh, uh. Ryan concluded that IS-1-2, that's what they call this anomalous black wire, has two composition peaks at manganese and platinum, abbreviated as MN and PT in the periodic table. MN, I can remember that, like Morgulons, Morgulon, MN, okay. Um... Sorry, guys. <laughs> it's just weird. It's just weird. <sighs> Jeff noted that MNPT, manganese platinum, are mostly platinum and used for non-corroding electrodes in laboratories. However, 
IS-1-2 is very different in the relative composition of MN and PT from these electrodes. Manganese platinum alloy is available as disc, granules, ingot, pellets, powder, rod, wire, foil, and sputtering target. Is that a taxonomy of morgulin? High purity and high purity forms also include metal powder, submicron powder. Oh, what do you mean? Like that gray sludge that came out of my skin that one time? Every single pore in my body? Um, and nanoscale quantum dots, targets for thin film deposition. You know, like the kind of thing that makes glitter and things iridescent. Pellets for evaporation evaporating morgulons, and single crystal or polycrystalline forms. Elements can also be introduced into alloys or other systems as compounds, such as fluorides, oxides, or chlorides, or as solutions. Ryan's analysis revealed the following composition. So it's mostly manganese. It's a tiny amount of aluminum ditrioxide, a tiny amount of silicon dioxide, or negligible amount some platinum. It's got more nickel in it than platinum, so I'm not sure why the platinum was highlighted. Tin and copper, and also in very, very small quantities, but more copper than, uh, than platinum. It's interesting. So again, I don't know why they identify it as a manganese platinum wire when it's a black alien morgulon string. Just kidding. Uh, this constitutes the first anomaly found at the IM-1 crash site. I was worried about possible contamination from the ship deck. A member of the expedition crew swiped the floor of the Silver Star's deck with magnets and brought the results to me. There was nothing there that looked like IS-1-2. Well, it's not magnetic, so I don't know why you would sweep the deck with magnets, but maybe he was still thinking that it would be stuck to the volcano ash that was also magnetic. I don't know. We are expecting to get our second sample today. I plan to stay awake until my morning jog at sunrise by then. Blah, 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 blah. So, you guys, go online. Look at a manganese wire that Ovilobe got off the ocean floor. Check it out because um, it looks just like a morgulon. I just want to put that out there. And if people were exposed to having alien wires slash strings embedded in their face and shit like we have, um, then I would assume that they were getting more than their recommended daily dose of manganese. And I would assume that, uh, you know, if you're a tobacco smoker, you would be getting more than the normal exposure to manganese. If you were a uh, drug user who thought you were doing methamphetamine, but we're actually doing a drug that is very similar to methamphetamine. If you do arc welding, you can get exposed to chronic amounts of manganese. Some people's exposure is through the water, well water, contaminated well. Um, there's actually quite a few contaminated wells on the EPA's site. I do not work for the EPA. I work for the OMG WTF. Y'all, why is this so strangely... <laughs> <It's>, <coughs> sorry. <coughs> Still have COVID malaria, West Nile pox. Mm. Monkeys in my throat. <coughs> Morgulons. Um, yeah, I just wanted to run that by you guys and um, see what you thought about it. 
I'm, you know, I'm, I don't know if I'm stretching to make this fit or if I'm just recoiling from how well this fits. Need more information, obviously. Um, all we can do right now is speculate. We don't have evidence, but we do have our truth and we do have what we know. One last thing, I am behind on my listener letters, voicemails, and phone calls, but I am behind not quitting. I never quit. I never give up, and I never get down. Okay, I get down a lot, but I pick myself back up. I dust myself off, literally, because there's morgulons all over me, and I'll eventually put you on the show. I love having you guys on here telling your stories. If you want to tell your story, share information. Um, if you are an alien and you would like to make contact with me directly instead of um, burrowing into my lip, <clears throat> moremorgalons at gmail.com and Spotify for podcasters app. You can create a profile or something and leave me a voice message and I love it when you do it. Okay. Thank you so much for listening. Be well. Stay tuned. Thank you.